are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Joe Nunn, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, hey, what is happening, everybody? Uh, I'm just personally so, so excited to be doing this very episode with every single one of you, not because we have so many great stuff coming up on today's episode, but also because this is, I, I think, in the for the first time in six months that I'm actually doing TKO right after work like finishing work which is awesome because uh, for the past few months I've just been at home mostly in quarantine and now that it is officially uh, the start of uh, school time uh, I I am actually back at work slash school I'm starting a new program and uh, it's been going great so far and so this is how things are gonna go now and that's how we roll here on TKO. So, uh, like I said, I'm just so, so excited to be here. Um, it honest, honestly just feels like an awesome break. And um, um, it, it kind of like gave me some sort of an appreciation of like the fact that I would do TKO just at home uh, before and now me coming home after a long day of work and um, doing things that aren't always necessarily martial arts related and now being home. Um, having chilled for a little bit and now so so ready to get started with this week's episode of TKO so I'm so just I just feel so blessed and I don't know how to express that that feeling but uh, hopefully you'll like all of these feelings just uh, get transmitted through the radio waves while you while you are listening to this very episode um, anywhere that you are or anytime that you're listening to it so yeah guys i hope everybody's been having a phenomenal week so far and uh today okay if you ever wanted to tune in to an episode of tko today is your day we have so many important things to talk about on this week's episode that we haven't honestly gone through, at least in my opinion. Well, we have gone through a lot of things throughout the year. Uh, don't get that wrong. But uh, what I mean by that is, you know, just compiling all these Im- important information, all these important headlines and their impl- just uh, potential implications. OK, um, compiling all those things in one episode that's going to make an awesome episode for you. So that's you're 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 all in luck today because that's what we have coming up for today's episode. Not only do we have a juicy breakdown for y'all for UFC Fight Night in Las Vegas, Nevada, headlined by a fantastic welterweight battle between the former welterweight champion Tyron Woodley, hello, fighting off against the best trash talker ever, arguably at least in the welterweight division. The one and only Colby Covington. So we briefly discussed this fight a few weeks back, just announced it. But now the time is here that we actually break down what you guys should actually expect in this fight and what we predict is potentially going to happen on fight night. So that's going to be your headliner of the main card. And when you thought things couldn't get any better, actually, the co-main event is just going to be on another level because we're going to be having everybody's favorite fighter 
the one and only Donald Cowboy Cerrone, this as well being a welterweight bout, and he's fighting off against MMA um, MMA talent and just um, one of the most underrated guys ever in our sport. And I really do like his style of fighting, and I really do appreciate everything that he's done for the sport so far. Nico Price. So... Donald Cowboy Cerrone is actually fighting off Nico Price, and uh, this one as well is going to be a really, really good one, especially if you are already familiar with the style of each of these guys. Uh, we all know how um, relaxed Donald Cowboy Cerrone is when he comes into a fight, and how wild things can actually be in any of his fights. So, on one hand, you just have that. And on the other hand, you have Nico Price, who's fought in so many different organizations, including Bellator, and now, and being so successful over in Bellator, and now having transitioned over to the UFC. And like I said, he's just so underrated. I don't understand why not many people talk about him the way he deserves to be talked about. He, he people, We need to pay credit to Nico Price and hopefully this fight that he has coming up against Donald Cowboy Cerrone is going to be that opportunity, that big opportunity for other fans and other people to see him and to actually pay credit to him for the fantastic talent that he actually possesses in the game of mixed martial arts, okay? So that is, like I said, that's our co-main and main event of the evening for UFC Fight Night once again, at the Apex Center in Las Vegas with the main card starting at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Excuse me, Eastern Time Zone. Like you guys already know, I'm just so excited about this fight. My my uh, brain, like my thoughts and my 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 speaking are in even uh, in line with each other because that's how excited I am. <laughs> but um, just to point out some of the other um, awesome fighters who are supposed to be fighting on this card, although I don't think we're going to be having enough time to break down their fights. Um, some people that I'm just looking through this list and seeing their names include people like Johnny Walker, the Brazilian talent who um, had such a great um, winning streak in the UFC up until recently. But, um, you know, even his most recent loss, I don't think it takes any way, anything away from how great of a fighter he is and how much talent and um, um, uh, how much skill he brings to the table every time that he fights and he's honestly one of the good fighters that we have um in the in the light heavyweight division and now he's back again trying to prove himself once again just proving to everybody that okay even though his most recent fight was uh a loss uh it it doesn't really define him. So that's why Johnny Walker is here on this fight card. Um, I'm seeing another awesome bout. This time it's going to be a female uh, MMA bout, a strawweight bout, actually. So these two ladies are one of my, uh, two of my favorites, rather. Um, Mackenzie Dern, who is a world Brazilian jiu-jitsu um, champion, uh, uh, awesome black belt um Everybody um, knows her whole family who is deeply involved in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So not only has she been so successful in the world of BJJ, but now that she's in MMA, she's also been able to do a lot of great things, including um, having a baby and actually coming back into the cage after she literally, I believe, I okay, don't quote me on this, but um, very, very shortly after she actually gave birth to her beautiful baby daughter 
Um, so she came back into the ring and I mean, who can honestly do that? She is a lioness and I, I just love her. So Mackenzie Dern, you know, it's definitely been a while since um, she had her baby daughter, but now she is back stronger than ever. Um, and her mindset is just golden. Um, it is absolutely made of steel. Literally, I just um, talked about so many medals, <laughs> just describing her mindset, Mackenzie Duran's mindset. It's golden. It, it's um, uh, made of steel, you know, um, but um, she is honestly awesome. And she's going to be fighting off against, um, I would say, Ronda Marcos. Well, OK, let me backtrack. OK, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So Mackenzie Dern is fighting off against Ronda Marcos, who's actually a fellow Canadian um, uh, mixed martial artist and uh what okay what i was gonna say was that i feel like ronda marcos um she's also very not uh, talked about very much in a way that she actually deserves to be talked about because she's been in the game for so long she's been training so so hard and um she's had many successes on her professional record and uh, she's just a, such a hard-working person and um, uh, I'm personally a huge fan of hers. If she ever listens to this show, I really want her to know. Um, like I said, because uh, especially because she is a fellow um, Canadian fighter and we love her so much. But um, now she, it is her time to shine uh, once again. Now this time against Mackenzie Dern. So I love both of these ladies. I'm actually rooting for both of these ladies. But I most importantly, I just want to see how this fight is going to go. Yeah, like who is actually going to win and um, how they're actually going to fight each other. Because we all know Ronda Marcos is a brawler. Um, she's really um, good in all aspects of mixed martial arts. And Mackenzie Dern, like I said, she's a former Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion, world champion. And that definitely gives her gives her a lot of advantage when things are taken to the ground, when, th when things are um, pertaining to grappling and submissions and everything. Uh, anything that you have that we usually do after you take down your opponent Mackenzie Dern is literally a queen in that area and so um I, I know I said I wasn't gonna break these fights down but this fight at this particular bout I just got so excited about that I'm almost kind of like giving you a semi breakdown so I think it's okay with I hope you guys are okay with that um so since we're already this far in the breakdown of this bout um I would actually suggest that Mackenzie Dern utilizes her Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills because she's so good um, in that in that field and uh, that's her forte. I wouldn't recommend her uh, try anything new in this fight, especially because like like I said, Ronda Marcos, she's been fighting for so long. She's she's had so much experience. Um, in her fights and she's not the type of person that you would say oh I know Ronda Marcos she's definitely going to be striking in this fight or Ronda Marcos is definitely going to be wrestling or um, doing jiu-jitsu in this fight she's not that type of person she is more of a mix and match type of uh, fighter and uh, she's the type of person who will come into the fight see um see the challenges that her opponent is, her opponent excuse me is um throwing towards her and then she will decide what she will do but like i said before she is indeed a brawler she doesn't really care if she gets tired or if she's even um losing in points all she cares about is keep keep on coming forward and to do everything in her power to win the fight and to d cause damage to her opponent so that's why I love this bout between Ronda Marcos and Mackenzie Dern. 
Um, it's a little bit further down in the main card. I believe it's the second fight um, that you will be watching after you start watching the main card at 8 p.m. But uh, if you can, definitely give this fight a watch because it, it is going to be pretty interesting. And I always love it when we have such amazing, specifically female fighters, fighting on our cards. Specifically, I would actually say, I would argue that um, we've been having fewer of our amazing uh, female fighters uh, fighting on, on um, the UFC fight cards ever since the pandemic, which I really don't really like but now that they're starting to have more female fighters fight on their cards i really really deeply appreciate it i genuinely appreciate it so there's that but you know what i just thought to myself since we already started breaking down fights for you why not just uh finish off this fight card and then i'm gonna get into some of the controversial things that uh i have <laughs> i have lined up for you guys with regards to some of the headlines that have been out well, specifically in the world of boxing, okay, you'll know what I'm going to be talking about in a few minutes, but before getting into all of those great stuff, I'm, I'm just going to finish breaking down this um, UFC Fight Night main card for you guys. So now I'm just going to uh, briefly move on to the co-main uh, with Donald Cowboy Cerrone and Nico Price. So uh, I, I guess I kind of briefly talked about this as well, but uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone... And Nico Price, um, are they actually, their style of fighting is actually um, almost similar in the sense that they neither of them actually prefers a style, a certain style of fighting. Um, neither of them uh, prefers a dominant, say, um, striking mode or a dominant um, uh, grappling and jiu-jitsu mode. Uh, they they like to mix and match as well. Uh, they're both very well-rounded mixed martial artists. Um, one thing to note for Donald Cowboy Cerrone is that, uh, well, he does come from a kickboxing slash Muay Thai background. And uh, as of recently, well, he does a lot of things outside the octagon. But um, as of recently, it's been actually announced in many interviews and in many press conferences that he's given so far He's saying that he actually does not spar anymore. So he does not, when he's in training camp, he does not train against real human uh, partners. What he does instead is that he focuses almost entirely on doing drills with the with um, the heavy bag and with um, pads, like uh, his coach is holding pads for him to hit. And because of that, uh, we've seen a lot of improvement, actually, in Donald Cowboy Cerrone's um, style of fighting and how um, accurate his shots tend to be nowadays in his um, recent fights. When he throws a combination uh, of striking, it is almost perfect. That's how good his shots have actually become because of all that consistent practice and drilling that he's um, committed to in his training camp. And that is something to, to definitely make a note of because if he's still being keep, keeping that effort up in this particular training camp, then uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty optimistic for Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Although if you, if you do take a look at his um, professional um, record and uh, some of the past fights that he had uh, on his record he's had his own ups and downs as well but uh, I feel like Donald Cowboy Cerrone isn't the type of guy who were um, who were so quick to judge merely based on his professional record everybody knows how how hard like how much 
uh, hard work Donald Cowboy, excuse me, Donald Cowboy Cerrone does in his training camps. Everybody knows how persistent and dedicated of a fighter Donald Cowboy Cerrone is. And because of that, people just love him. Every single fan loves Donald Cowboy Cerrone. And if you don't, we need to have a talk, okay? But, you know, I said all those things. Um, actually, okay, just as a side note, um, it's kind of like a fun fact, but uh, Cowboy actually had a uh, his second child, which I'm not sure if it is going to factor into his preparedness for this training camp. I mean, you never really know, like maybe uh, with things going on on the sideline, that might have actually impacted his um, schedule when it, when it came to training camp and things like that. So we're not really sure about that. I just feel like it's definitely something to take into consideration when you think about just everything that has gone into um his his um, training camps and his workouts in the meanwhile for this fight that he has coming up against nico price so you know you guys i said all those things um about donald cowboy cerrone but now i i think it's only fair that we pay the same amount of credits to nico price as well so i told you guys i just don't understand why nobody talks about nico price only the real ones talk about Nico Price. And uh, when I said this, I'm sure a lot of people are just nodding their head. Like if you're a hardcore MMA fan, you're like, oh, I hear you, Janan. Because um, like I said, Nico Price, um, he hasn't always been ranked super high in the weight divisions and the organizations that he has fought in. And so because of that, I feel like, you know, not necessarily a lot of journalists would talk about him, write about him or, you know, things of that um, uh, concern. But if you're a real one, you know how good Nico Price truly is. And uh, like I said, he's just so, so talented. Um, he d He's a type of fighter who has so much stamina and uh, he he's had many years of experience in the cage in various organizations. And uh, because of that, I feel like regardless of how this fight is going to go against Donald Cowboy Cerrone, I feel like Nico Price is going to have that um, uh, X factor always available in his back pocket in case he needs to just present it and do the unexpected, if need be, in this um, upcoming fight against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. But... Um, it, regardless he's a he's a brawler he does not get tired he has a awesome cardio and uh, actually most specifically um something that actually just came to my mind was that both nico price and donald cowboy cerrone in some of their uh, fight highlights they've actually pulled off um some of the most unorthodox submission moves that you would actually see in a fight and i feel like that's actually pretty strange given that Neither guy actually favors jujitsu um in, in a fight because they just go into the fight and do whatever they have to do to win a fight. They don't actually have a preferred style. So that just came came to my mind and I thought that was pretty interesting. So because of that, you know, that just tells you that um there's there's definitely a lot to watch out for and the fact that we don't we don't actually know how this fight is gonna go because both guys are just so good and they do unpredictable things at, at most times which is great like what else can you ask for in a mixed martial arts fight so because of that i would definitely highly recommend everybody to catch up with this co-main event 
um, uh, fight of the evening. So now just briefly moving on to the main event of the evening. Okay, I cannot believe how much I actually talked about all these things. But uh, just quickly breaking down the Tyron Woodley and Colby Covington fight. So Tyron Woodley, he was the welterweight champion. He lost his title. But, um, you know, that's okay. Um, He's had a few fights here and there ever since he lost his title, which haven't been always been, which have not always been, excuse me, successful. Um, But that's okay. Like I said, I feel like we shouldn't necessarily judge um, dominant fighters, like fighters who have been dominant until uh, uh, most recently just based on their professional record um just if you want to see the proof for yourself of how how good and talented of a fighter Tyron Woodley is just watch some of his fight highlights and you will see for yourself you'll just witness it firsthand um he's so explosive his striking is on point because of his explosiveness he tends to deliver a lot of power in his um striking game which has been his um his best weapon essentially and uh if he tries to do the same thing in this fight and potentially try to finish go for a finish against colby covington then he is going to be in good terms and uh he will be definitely winning this fight i cannot um well except for the current welterweight champion kamar usman um, I cannot see any other person in the welterweight division who possesses the same explosiveness um, as uh, Tyron Woodley. So that's definitely something that he possesses that not a lot of other people in the division have. And he can definitely use it to his advantage. But now talking about Colby Covington. So Colby Covington, he he does come from a wrestling background. Well, actually, on a side note, so does Tyron Woodley. But uh, I feel like Tyron Woodley, ever since his, he had, he actually made the move to, to the MMA world, um, his uh, preferred style is mostly just striking. Um, he does shoot for takedowns, though, in his fights, which are successful. But um, like when I think of Tyron Woodley, I just think of his um, explosiveness when it comes to his striking. But um, Colby Covington... Um, like I said, he, he as well comes from a wrestling background, but I feel like he's the, um, he's almost like the opposite of Tyron Woodley, uh, when it, when it comes to utilizing their wrestling skills, because I feel like, like when you think about Tyron Woodley utilizing his wrestling, you think of him, um, just doing it as a, as a, as a thing on the side so that his opponent isn't able to do much while he's trying to cause most of the damage to his opponent. But Colby Covington, on the other hand, I, I say this, I say that he like his style of wrestling is different than that of um, Tyron Woodley's because he does he does shoot for takedowns, he does his wrestling, but he does it in a offensive and yet <laughs> defensive way, if that makes sense. So he's the aggressor. Okay, that's what I tried to what I actually meant by saying of being an offensive wrestler. He's the aggressor, meaning he actually initiates um, uh, most of the moves in his fights. So, so he's the aggressor in that way. But um, when he utilizes his wrestling, it is mostly for defensive purposes. So um, he, <laughs> I know it's a little bit hard to explain when it comes to wrestling, like being an aggressive wrestler in MMA. That that kind of sounds a little bit odd, but when you think about it. So his opponent, okay, I'm, I'm actually trying my best to break this down, like make you guys, have you guys visualize it for yourself if you can. So 
his opponent doesn't do much and he uses that, that opportunity every single opening that he gets Colby Covington he, he uses his openings to shoot for takedowns as much as he can and while he shoots for those takedowns and he's able to pin his opponent to the cage or to the ground he just tries to maintain that position okay he doesn't really do anything after that he tries to win through um uh, just uh being dominant like on on top position for most of, for most of the time that goes on and around and that's how he um wins rounds so i know that was like one of the toughest things to verbally <laughs> just break down uh probably so far on the show but i hope you guys can actually visualize what i just said but regardless, this fight as well is going to be very, very interesting. And um, specifically because Colby Covington has uh, called out Tyron Woodley so many times, even when Tyron Woodley was still the champion in this weight division. But now um, neither one is the champion. But uh, pre I'm predicting that whoever wins this fight is, is potentially going to be getting the next title shot in the welterweight division, potentially against uh, Kamaru Usman. And uh, it's going to be looking great. I'm actually looking forward to uh, to just seeing how this fight is going to go, especially because we haven't seen um, either guy fight in so long and so many months. So regardless, I'm just interested to see how things are going to go down. Okay, so uh, man, I I have so much to talk about about this thing that's this thing that has been happening in boxing. So I'll just briefly go through it for a couple of minutes or so. So um. Canelo Alvarez, the the uh, the multiple weight division champion in boxing, um, Mexico's pride, honestly, and the poster boy for Golden Boy Promotions, um, uh, which is a promotion company for in boxing, uh, hosted by Oscar De La Hoya. Canelo Alvarez has actually sued his own promotion company and Oscar De La Hoya. And the the big networking company that would uh, that was supposed to broadcast his fights, you guys are probably familiar with the network, the Zone. So he sued all of those entities. <laughs> okay, and this is this actually caught me by a lot of surprise um, because um, Canelo initially a few two years about two years ago he signed a deal with the Zone and all those parties that I just mentioned for a deal of three hundred and fifty million dollars. Okay, that's his deal. That's the deal that he signed. And uh, according to some of the uh, points that were mentioned in his contract, um, he was supposed to be paid a guaranteed pay. Even though he even though he hasn't fought, he was still guaranteed uh, some of that million dollar pay. Okay. And so because he hasn't been getting it, especially because the zone is going through tough times right now because they don't they're not getting as many subscriptions and uh, they're not essentially hosting any fights right now they haven't hosted any fight in the past six months which sucks for them business-wise because of that they have not been able to pay canelo alvarez his guaranteed money and so canelo sued uh, the zone as well as uh, oscar de la hoya his manager or uh, like his uh, promotion company's um, boss and uh, his own promotion company 
which is really strange, like I said. But um, it was recently announced that uh, the 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 lawsuit was actually dismissed, like uh, in a submitted form, it was dismissed. So now Canelo's team has about two weeks to respond to uh, potentially uh, file for for appeal um, for this um, decision that was just recently made. But uh, since we're running out of time and uh, that's um, I, I it's just so much to talk about when it comes to this. And I actually wanted to dedicate more time to discussing this, um, uh, this um, headline, actually. I think I'm just going to leave it here. But you guys, um, what I'm going to say is that I'm actually going to pick up this conversation next week as uh, the updates proceed with this um, case hearing with Canelo Alvarez versus uh golden boy promotion slash the zone um but um yeah like i said i'm just gonna leave it here and pick it up next week because i have so much to discuss regarding this canelo um and the zone lawsuit and i'm actually really passionate to talk about it but like i said we're gonna be talking about it next week Okay, you guys, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And you can also go to Spotify and iTunes to download our episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonah, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.